Good evening and welcome to the Orion Report. I am your host, Reverend Rayatham. I'd like to start tonight's episode with a brief prayer. Most Holy One, Lord of Spirit and of Truth, by thy Son Self, Emmanuel, God is with us, the seven who are one. We ask you to hear our call as we reach out in heart and mind to thee, O highest liege. Behold, look down from the Nexus throne upon this divided and darkened world as humanity descends into the abyss. Forsaking your light, naming themselves gods and goddesses, claiming to be like unto God from the continuous consumption of the forbidden fruit, buying the Antichrist's lies, crafting false digital worlds in which to escape all law and morality, to do as they wilt in the image of the God of this world thinking themselves hidden in artificial dominions from thy gaze. Do not turn away, O awesome and ancient emperor of eternity, but gaze upon this plane of consciousness, this finite mansion of imprisonment, and reach back to touch our outreaching hand and this realm of being directly. Deliver us again from the homo demonica, now manifested among humankind in ever-growing numbers. As in the days of old, work thy great wonders, El Shaddai, and show thyself again, the Lord of hosts. Let the earth be born again in truth and spirit. Thy kingdom come manifest. New Jerusalem encompass the doorway that no man can shut, opened into the new heavens and new earths. Amen and Amen. So it is a beautiful day outside. The people around me are engaging in the activities of life. So if you hear lawnmowers and dogs barking and stereos playing and things like that come through, please... Uh, forgive the intrusion. I've controlled the environment as best I can, but some of it's outside of my control. So with that being said, I'd like to start today's uh, podcast with a reading from the IA, monologue number four, The Beast and the Harlot. God watches the comings and goings of man, the rising and the falling of their spirits, in hopes that some may have understanding. Nothing, not the smallest act, word, or thought escapes notice, and ages come and go as moments, and men live and die and live again. Every name and lifetime of every soul and each spirit is recalled 
as if God itself has lived each and all. Indeed, maleness and femininity are illusory. For the spirit within you is neither, and has played both genders, the foolish of sexism. In eons of time, a message is renewed, resounding across the millennia, repeated over and over again. Here I am, here I am. Walk with me, and freedom shall be yours. No more will you ascend or descend, and no more shall you dwell in amnesia. As my own, no more shall powers or kings prey upon your souls. Its voice calls to all, and is heard by only a few. Desire and will, a yearning for something more than fleshly pleasures or earthly pursuits, an urge for something more than vain material passions. Can you make a leap and see that all worldly reasoning and desire is completely upside down, even unnatural, in a divine view? Life is death. Death is life. The flesh is a corpse. The spirit is true form. The need for sex is a need for what will never bring satisfaction. The need for food will never fill you. The need for drink will never quench your true thirst. The want of possessions and ever more things will only increase your burden. Less is more, and more is never enough. You see the beauty of the earth, and yet reality is so much greater than base arrangements of matter, color, and variant textures. So, all earthly beauty is a gilded cage of unreal artistry, pale and infantile references to perfect mastery, as the art of a kindergartner in comparison to the brushstrokes of Michelangelo are the creations of the vanities in comparison to the glory of the true reality. In all wisdom, there is a need for age, experience, and practice. God is infinite wisdom, and so also exceeding mastery of creation's craft. I am and I am myself, conscious of all my parts. No action of my allness goes unnoticed or without remark. In me truth lives, and error cannot stand. And though far away, I am as near as a breath. Though beyond comprehension, still I can comprehend, and reach down from the highest place to the lowest depths, to converse as an atom with an atom, a worm with a worm, an ant with an ant, a fish with a fish, a rat with a rat, or a man with a man. Yet I can only give unto each what they can comprehend, and are willing to receive, and the words of humanity are weak methods of communicating. As ants speaking to men, so man speaks to me. And how much can the man really communicate to an ant? Yelling as loud as I can is like an exploding universe, and whispering is as a subliminal prodding, a whisper of the faintest wind. I am within every star of the universe, and every universe has innumerable stars. I am a voice in your heart which you ignore without remorse, telling you what makes no sense in the context of nature's will at work within the limbs and members of your flesh.
In truth, the instinctual voice of nature is more often thought to be my own. For what I instruct is the counterintuitive, transcendent. For the creatures of the air, the air is God. For the creatures of the earth, the earth is God. And every source of drink or food is as a goddess. For creatures of the sea, the great waters are the supreme deity. Unto flames the insects flock, finding annihilation in their divinity. Yet man is worthy of more, and so myriad wills and expressions, noumena, are given as choices. You say with the mouth, I serve this God, or proclaim with your words, This thing is my Lord and Master. I say unto you that it is not what you claim as a deity that counts, but it is what you show that matters most. With actions and the heart's fond contemplations, a man or woman chooses their deity. You may say, Jesus is Lord, but if you chase after idols and live in ways counter to Jesus' example, you lie to yourself and to Jesus when you say, Jesus is Lord. If you say, Allah is God and I have no other, but then you break the commandments of Allah, your God is whatever caused you to break Allah's laws. And so you have raised an idol in your heart to another God, an altar within to a lesser deity, and are shown to be a polytheist. In ancient days, by measurements of men, sex and fertility were personified. People fashioned images and bowed down to them. They offered prayers and gifts, even sacrificed animals and other humans, or performed rituals of dance and orgiastic rites before their carnal archons of nature or vanity. In ancient days, by the reckoning of man, great temples arose and devout priests venerated gods of war, death, rain, sky, sun, water, and numerous other natural things. When in service to the many masters of the world, humans performed acts of veneration profane and artistic, and annihilation, reincarnation, awaited them at the hands of the vampiric entities that inspired such vain and fleshly religions. Still, men and women, by their deeds and the consensus of their thoughts and obsessions, serve these ancient idols and the twisted minds behind the icons and names of old. Warmongers, sensualists, naturalists, still worship the gods of nature and desire. As men once venerated stars, so astrologers now look to the stars as if deities, or literally elevate talented humans to the roles of divinities. As there were gods and goddesses of competition, so the spirit of competition is alive and well, and millions are the worshippers of sports, placing this obsession at the center of their lives. As men and women once worshipped the night and venerated underworld deities, so there are many souls today who revel in the macabre, the drinking of blood, exalting all things low, dark, undead, and diabolical 
as fashionable. As the peoples of the elder world gave praise to idols of good fortune and prayed to the deities of bountiful harvests or a merchant's patron, so now humans idealize greed, selfishness, and materialism and chase philosophies of earthly success, doctrines of personal power, and gospels of prosperity. Yet, as before, so in the present era, the greatest goddess of mankind is the goddess of sex, fertility, virility, and hedonistic pleasures. She is, in truth, the personified desire for the liberty to sin and mock holiness unchecked, a spirit of defiance against all that is sacred and honorable. The personified mother of avarice, coupled with her consort, who represents the carnal or bestial and unevolved man. In the revelation of John, the infernal couple is known as Babylon and the beast, animal demonic humanity, driven by instinctual need and base cravings. Dumuzi and Inanna, Ishtar and Tammuz, leading all the world to immorality and wickedness, exalting themselves above every other power in the astral sky or in the earth below, lower astral, so that every other principality of the world is made subject unto the whore of Babylon and the beast of Rome the ancient empires that best reflected the will of the unholy twins. So it is that you walk in their shadow and dwell in their playground, the world or civilization of bestial humanity. Behold her great idol, feminine face of Lucifer, torch in hand which stands above the waters, elevating her will above the will of heaven. Behold the ideals of a nation that declares, In God we trust, while a sanctuary for every abomination and wicked expression of the earth. Are America's ways a reflection of the Lamb of God or of the Lion of Judah? Or are they more in line with the ways of ancient Babylon, Sodom and Rome, Bad Sodrom? Behold, the chief gods of that land are money, sex, and avarice, and in any city of that nation you will see the statues of Roman and Greek deities proudly displayed on every building of the state. Ah, upon their banners the lady on her bull doth ride, and see that Europe is the greater prize of the Queen of Paradise, while unto her mate is given reign over the nations of the West. Armies arise on both shores to make war on any nation that would place God at its heart. It is one level, but not so simplistic. Look and observe. See that there is a feminine spiritual expression at work in the world that is seeking to hijack and usurp the names and titles of every pagan goddess, as well as the names and personas of the holy women of monotheism transforming all into a single entity of harlotry and vanity. Moreover, there is a misandrist agenda to supplant and overthrow the God of Abraham, and indeed to overthrow every male deity of myth and religion. In greater arrogance still, many are these women who call themselves goddesses and would apply gender 
to the genderless angels and imagine every divine or sublime being as female. Such ones would do away with men altogether if they had their way, while turning the sacred into an excuse for hubris and abomination, transforming the mother and the wife of Jesus into icons of adultery, lesbianism, and domination. On another, another level, there is a movement to kill God, to kill faith, to elevate greed and to extinguish all charity and compassion in the world. Such ones masquerade as Christians, but care more about tax rates than about the commands of Emmanuel. This same anti-spiritual force glorifies war, pride, vanity, and bestial maleness above faith, hope, and love. These would rewrite history, transforming Jesus into an image of macho power and the prophets into patriots of materialistic and militaristic nations. I tell you true, that within God there is no gender, and those who divide God into male and female, or who seek to place many mediators between God and man, are peddling false gospels and creating counterfeit Christs, false visions of the Christ. I may appear as I choose, projecting images as I see fit, but they are mere masks. Sexism, whether chauvinism or feminism, is abhorrent before me, for such concepts are low and degrading to the human spirit. Only the vanities care about such anthropomorphic distinctions while the Ascendant should know better. And all who turn to the worship of angels and saints have, by their actions, only offended the very beings they have sought to venerate. In a wider view, it must be understood, this paradigm of the beast and Babylon, in the context of your world order, a division as old as Cain's creation of civilization, left versus the right, liberal versus conservative, progressive versus traditional, and feminine versus masculine. Libertas, who is Lilith and Ishtar, Inanna and Estarte, versus Tyrannus. In these times, the whore of Babylon is transformed as liberality is trampled and burned beneath the feet of increasing tyranny. Those who most championed her ways are transmuted into her darker masculine reflection. There is no mark of Babylon, and her civilizations are machines of reincarnation, while her consort's will is physical, mental, and spiritual oppression the impulse to drag the world down into the deep darkness. They that would transcend the lowland herd mentality must rise beyond left-wing or right-wing and seek to soar on the wings of the kingdom. Note 1. Allah's law here refers to not to the man-made traditions and cultural habits of the Sharia law, but to the example and principles laid down from old. Note 2. Vampiric is a reference 
to the growing number of those who claim allegiance to or love the ideal of vampires and the various cults that have arisen that are centered around the veneration of a vampiric ideal, as well as to the unholy, unseen rulers of the world who suck the life out of humans to feed their need for stimulation. Moreover, vanity, vanities, and powers are mentioned in various translations of the Bible as the false gods. Note 3. Demuzi and Tammuz are the same Sumerian, Babylonian, and Canaanite deity, worshipped in ancient times as the symbol and god of male fertility and springtime. Even some Jews, namely women, turned to the cult of Tammuz, and the prophets denounced this. Demuzi, mythologically, was the consort or husband of the goddess Inanna, and Tammuz was the husband of Ishtar. They had a love-hate relationship and represent in this writing the sensualistic and bestial nature of mankind. Nature is not the evil. The debasement of nature is. Note 4. Tyrannus means tyrant, absolute ruler, juxtaposition to liberty and this struggle between the spirit of Babylon, liberality, and the spirit of the beast, control. So there's a lot that can be taken from this reading of the IA, but I'd like to condense it down to a few things. Basically, to me it seems that Spirit is saying to us that the struggles of this world, the conflicts, the um, us versus them mentality that permeates our entire society from top to bottom is of little consequence to Spirit, and it's um, a bad thing to do. It's not the right way to think. As a Orion, we try to think in transcendent and ascendant ways. We try to think as Homo Angelicus. We try to remember that we originally came from heaven, and it is to heaven that we wish to return, and we don't wish to return here. So we have a system in place, a reincarnation machine, designed by the unseen rulers to constantly recycle us back and back and back and in doing so feed off of us every time because we grow a new source of food each time we incarnate more than this though the message is about your deity a Orion strives for authenticity uh, primarily with self Orion must know who they are, what they are, what they do and why they do it. And knowing what your God is, knowing what your heart venerates and worships and chases after, is a great step towards knowing yourself. And nobody likes a hypocrite. Not even a hypocrite likes a hypocrite. And if you say to yourself, I love Jesus, but you put a pot leaf on your wall instead of Jesus, well you're telling us what you really worship. If you say, I love Allah and Allah's laws, but you go out there and you kill innocents, you cause mayhem and destruction, pain and fear, well, then you're not really worshiping Allah. You're worshiping Abaddon or something similar. So the basic message to me is know your God. Know the God of your heart. And 
Worship the one if you can. Turn your eyes towards heaven, towards the one. And forget the um, irrelevant struggles of this world. It was a beautiful day today. People were out mowing lawns. Dogs were barking. And yet, Spirit reminds me that the beauty of this world is transient and pale in comparison to the true life, the life of Spirit. And it is that life that I strive to attain. So, after having said that, let's uh, talk a little bit about some news, shall we? A profound lack of interest in our podcasts and videocasts caused me to take several weeks off. Yet, the news has not changed much. Among the storylines we've been following on the earth, the American trucker convoy, overshadowed by the Ukrainian-Russian war, was repeatedly blocked from entering Washington, D.C. at off-ramps and circled the city for a time before petering out and returning to whence they began, with nary a mention on the mainstream media, whether left or right-leaning, whether CNN or Fox. The establishment itself seemed to oppose any real effort to restore American liberty. And though buried beneath the war reports, the mandates, seemingly lifted, are quietly being reasserted. And in places like Shanghai, taken to new depths of madness and evil. Permanent vaccine mandates are being put into place in schools and federal governments, military organizations, in Canada, Trudeau has turned all media into state media by setting up a board that determines whether a news agency is licensed or not. While the truckers and anti-tyranny protesters continue to be persecuted and prosecuted as dissidents in the new Marxist utopia. On our own Spotify channel, repeated links to COVID facts which assert only a false statistic narrative, allowing for no dissent, no alternative, no mention of the side effects, the many deaths, the studies that show alterations to the human DNA, the spread of spike proteins, etc., calling all who dare question conspiracy theorists and spreaders of false information. Suffice to say, the war and the panic-demic are mere tools of the Great Reset Agenda. Two new world orders seem to be in conflict here. Two competing evil visions. Babylon or the beast. Read Revelation 12 and 13. Remember then that China has seven official regions, each overseen by a leader who answers to Z. Remember that China is called the dragon. The rulers of the earth, whether on the side of Russia or the West, all have laid their cra their crown all have lain their crowns down before the dragon and have been made rich by their worship. How many leaders like Trudeau have given their allegiance to China and love the satanic gospel of Marxism? In Ukraine, we see the West, with Zelensky as the spearhead of the West's socio political vision for the world, anointed champion of the great reset elites. Arising ever more victorious, lest dark Lord Putin resort to the direst actions which he has seemed reluctant to do thus far. There are so many things to question in this that no one 
is allowed to question. Deceptions, propagandists posing as journalists, going along on both sides of this fight, with many being actual agents of various governments. We Orions, seeing God as emperor, and the kingdom come as our cause, and the heavens as our place of origin and future hope, stand in observation and shake our heads, knowing that both sides are two hands of one devil, the ruler of the world, which the elites worship as Moloch and Lucifer. Meanwhile, in America, the dwindling resistance to the agenda continues to stand and shout, even as the schools and the bureaucracy around them are already conquered. And it remains only to defang and disarm the masses. You seriously think 2022 or 2024 are going to be any less fixed? Inflation does not matter to the elites, as long as the stock market is going well. Famine equals more control for the elites of the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset Masters, who are also card-carrying members of the Bilderberg and Davos groups, regular, attend regular attendees at the yearly World Government Sun Summit, with oh so many Hollywood stars and corporate leaders. This is all by design. Break the borders, create a global third world state ruled over by the new feudalists. Oh, how they miss the good old days. Why do you think they're all in on lawlessness and the dumbing down of the, of the education system? Citizens with self-discipline and educations are very hard to rule, hard to control. Useful idiots are easier to control and manipulate. The craven by their appetites are herded this way and that. Now the mass is marked their DNA permanently affected in ways we can but guess at. Over the long term, ever more ways to track and number the masses, monitor everything we say and do, and ultimately everything we think. And in case you've missed it, wrong think and wrong speak are quickly being criminalized and penalized. The social credit scoring system quietly but steadily implemented. Now think not that I mean to discourage or to depress, but to inform that you may see that we are indeed seeing the fabled four horsemen riding, waiting on a Christ, a savior to appear and intervene. For what hope is there when dissent is pacified and divided against itself, when those who seek to speak cannot act for fear of losing everything? as the Canadian truckers indeed have. Now is the time of the new dictators, the fallen in human form, ruling nations as the puppets of unseen overlords, arising as if potentiates to govern without restriction or constitutional counterbalance. Their violations of civil law outright ignored by the very authorities charged with maintaining justice the forces of law and justice having been indoctrinated and purchased to the godless, immoral, despotic cause. But their time is short, so the prophecies of long ago spoke. Blessings to you and yours. 
that will do it for tonight's podcast. I hope that God keeps your eyes and heart open and keeps you safe from the ever-growing evil and tyranny in our world and helps you find ways to be happy and rise above it and eventually come home to heaven. God bless you.